This episode of Impact Bound is brought to you by the Modern Welding Company in Kentucky, Ohio, and Iowa. Longtime supporters of Impact and the petroleum marketers in each state. And the official 2023 Impact Bound sponsor. Modern Welding Company has been in business since 1932 and is the largest steel tank manufacturer in the United States. Fabricating above-ground and underground tanks designed to meet construction standards and your tank storage needs. Professional pride isn't just an idea at Modern Welding, it's a tradition. Since 1932, their team of fabrication professionals has provided fast, quality service, maintained the highest standards of design and fabrication, and employed the finest craftsmen in the industry to serve their customers. Learn how Modern Welding can take care of tank storage needs at modweldco.com. You're listening to Impact Bound. And now, this is Impact Bound. Well, welcome to Impact Bound, the podcast for the Midwest Petroleum and Convenience Trade Show, Impact 2023, coming to Indianapolis, April 4th through 6th. And in the studio today, we have got a brand igniter, a C-Store brand igniter. His name's Ernie Harker out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and he will be speaking at Impact on Thursday April 6th in a nine o'clock session about how to ignite your C-Store brand. Ernie, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for inviting me. I'm stoked to be here. Well, we're stoked to have you coming to our show to help ignite. Stoked is a good word because you're stoked (laughs) to fire, right? For a lot of our impact attendees on how they can help grow the brand, develop the brand, and really find their brand identity for their their Mm -hmm. store, right? Tell us us a little bit about your approach. And I know you've got a new book out called Your Brand Sucks. So uh, obviously that's a compelling title. Uh, right. The um, the title, Your Brand Sucks, How to Ignite a Brand That Doesn't. It's a long title, but the, the primary title is Your Brand Sucks. And the reason I wrote the book is after a career helping organizations and individuals develop brands that help them stand out, I realized that most content in the world, most books, all they do is tell you, you need a really good brand. And here's what a great brand can do, but nobody's telling you how. And so what ends up happening is you read content, you digest content, and you end up getting frustrated because no one's telling you how to do it. And so I basically took about 20 years. I've I've been doing this for about 27 years, about 20 years of experience. And I reverse engineered the process I developed to um, help organizations define the, the right look and feel for their brand, the personality behind their company. And then uh, I use those principles to consult. And I've had tremendous success in that process. And the problem is most businesses want to be different safely. They don't want to be too risky. They'll mm-hmm. be different. Right. But their difference doesn't have real meaning. And I think that's what most businesses in the convenience store channel lack is a is a meaningful story or theme that invites the customer into a new experience so and in my career i've heard sometimes they look at the marketing or even the brand as the last step and they think yeah. okay so let's sprinkle some marketing magic dust on this and we'll we'll go to market and we'll, and people run and come in and there's not mm-hmm. a thoughtful process to developing that narrative developing that identity uh, really the culture, the atmosphere that you want to project. Yeah. And I know you've been doing that throughout your career with your creative production studio called Earn Burn. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you all have worked with Maverick. You've worked with mm-hmm. Chuck Norris's Seaforce Water. Just a variety mm-hmm. of different brands that you yeah. help build and develop. And obviously, you're working in the sea store arena as well. Uh, your session, you're going to talk about how stores like Stinker Stores, Country Fair, Bucky's, Maverick, what they've been successful about with their branding, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. look at ways to effectively sharpen your sea store brand to attract employees and profitable customers. Mm-hmm. So that's something every sea store manager is interested in. If you're yeah. or any business owner is interested in. So what are those common pitfalls that you see the business owner or the sea store make in their branding? Where do they where do they have the blinders? Most most businesses they they focus on very, very superficial um brand items, brand elements. And these are things like colors. So for example, when, you know, the the objective is I want to make sure people see us when they're driving down the street. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure our canopy is a different shade of red than somebody else's because so, so we'll stand out. It's like, why do you even use red in the first place? Well, according to studies, we found that red is highly attractive and makes people stop and say, okay, you know what? There's no soul in that. And 95% of all purchase decisions are subconscious on an emotional level. Brain science over and over and over again has proved that so much of our our decision-making is intuitive and is emotionally based, yet we sell all the time intellectually. We say features and benefits, and we talk about features and benefits, and we forget the personality behind the company. And so most businesses get it wrong by saying, I want to be different. I want to attract people. The, in, by a color or a logo or something. I start way back in the beginning, before all that stuff. I, I start with what I call the brand spark. And the brand spark is the catalyst of identifying the company's most unique features, unique story. So for example, in Chuck Norris's Seaforce Water, they originally launched the brand on the basis of purity, okay? This is super pure water. In fact, Billboard said, purity has arrived, okay? And then um, big headline, purity has arrived, and there's like this beautiful bottle, and then there's like a splash of water behind it, but they weren't selling. Uh, You know, we were stocking them at, uh, uh, at the Maverick stores when I was working there. I don't work there anymore, just so you know, in complete transparency, I left about four years ago, but I, I still have remember, I still remember things, but they weren't selling. And so I actually contacted or in a conversation with Seaforce, uh, I said, the problem is nobody cares about purity. No, we did research and we found that people care about pure water. Like, true. But if you were to do a little bit of more research, you'll find that most people expect their bottled water to be pure enough to drink. Uh, in fact, um, what they're looking for is a brand they trust, a brand they like, a brand that represents themselves. Mm-hmm. And we, we choose brands to communicate to others about our own values, about ourselves. Okay. Um, how, you al- so for, how you align with the brand or yes, with a product or yeah, a service. Because it's exactly. an unconscious, it's an unconscious choice, but it's one that you take on yourself and you reflect. Right, right. So for example, in water, if I'm thirsty... And I'm going to be working out by myself. I'm going to get the cheapest water I can get that tastes okay. And it's probably going to be like a buck 29, right? If I'm having a meeting with somebody who's high profile, maybe worth 
a big dollar amount to me. I will choose water and I'll buy a water for them that would reflect a disposable income that's fairly great, that I appreciate finer things. They can trust my finer tastes. So I'm not going to get a no-name brand for that meeting because I want them to think differently about me. So in order for that to work, there has to be a story or meaning behind the water that I can borrow and reflect. So in like in the, go back to Chuck Norris, his water, I said, purity is important, but it's not compelling. It's not something that people truly appreciate. That's not a differentiating factor. True. It was just when the, the original source is highly pure. The hydrologists say, it's the purest water we found that comes from a natural source. Are you really going to have a hydrologist drive your branding message? Probably not hmm. the right. best idea, even though it is true, right? So let's look at other brand attributes that you have to see if we can discover what makes you truly unique and meaningful. What's well, from Navasota, Texas. Is that important? Is that compelling? It's exceptionally pure. It's uh, from a 10,000-year-old aquifer. It's on Chuck Norris's ranch. It's like, okay, hello? If that doesn't scream something, nobody else has Chuck Norris in their bottled water brand. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Norris is a highly visible, very popular character. Right. And I said, well, what we need to do is develop a marketing and branding program that focuses on your most unique attribute, which is Chuck Norris. In that case, we need to change the voice and image and look and feel of the brand. So we get an illustration of Chuck Norris holding two bottles of water as if they're machine pistols. <laughs> and he's, you know, cut off, cut off, you know, the quintessential one where he's got the cut off jean right, jacket, right? right. He's, yeah. he's grimacing and he's got two bottles like the of movie water. poster. Yeah. He's yes. And then the headline says, punch thirst in the throat. Okay, so now we're, we're borrowing that, that brand mm-hmm. uh, equity from Chuck Norris, that unique difference. And then it's, you know, it's C4's water available at these locations. So now when I see that bottle, I see and understand what makes them different. So when I open up the cooler door, instead of looking for the purest water, I go, I, I saw this brand that has, it's like Chuck Norris's water. I'm interested in Chuck Norris. I want to give it a try. So instead of going to their old standby water, they're at least interested or persuaded to try something different. And that's when the battle is won. So step one is to find your brand spark. And it can either be discovered through mining, like it's, it exists already and you just kind of find it. Mm-hmm. Or like in, in uh, Maverick's case, when I started working on their brand, they were known as Maverick Country Stores. It was a very cowboy Western brand. Uh, the, the Maverick man, he had a cowboy hat and a big mustache and everything was cowboy Western. The, the colors were orange and brown. The stores were designed to look like saloons, sort of, you know. They had hitching posts out front mm-hmm. long after horses were gone, right? But there wasn't anything terribly unique about the brand other than it was a very strong but outdated theme. And what we discovered is that in our research that people who go to convenience stores don't like going to convenience stores, generally speaking, because they have to pay for gas that they don't want to have to pay for. Oftentimes they're dirty. You know, they don't want to go in. 
but then there's a, they'll come in for a snack. However, their perspective completely changed when they were on their way to their favorite adventure. Snow skiing, uh, camping, right. hiking, mountain biking, whatever. Okay. And, and we've seen this play out over and over and over again with the stories we've heard from people. Right. What they'll say is, when I'm on my way to my favorite adventure, we have to fuel up with gas. And I love the experience of fueling up when I'm on my way to adventure because I give myself permission and we give our kids permission to grab a treat, to get some goodies, some snacks and, uh, and kind of indulge a little bit. So what they created is an, what we've discovered was this positive association with adventure with convenience stores. And because Maverick uh, headquartered in Utah, Wyoming, Arizona, Nevada, mm-hmm. the Mountain West, man, this is like, this is the adventure world's land. playground. This is adventure land, right? right? So what better way to brand this convenience store than to use an adventure theme to reflect its most distinctive brand spark. And their brand spark really wasn't about cowboy. It was about independence. It was about right. this lone spirit, right? Well, that can, tr- that can be communicated through an adventure lens as well. And so that adventure lens, we fabricated. It wasn't intuitive. It wasn't like native to the organization. We acquired it, adopted it, and then filtered everything through this adventure lens. Even the, the architecture of the stores, they end up looking like uh, adventure lodges. So you took that brand spark and connected it with the passion of the person who's coming through the store. Yes. Or we, re- we, giving them a reason to also yes. stop at that store while they're en route to the adventure mm-hmm. that they're going to, they're going to take. And we, we, our first ad campaign was, we said, look, we want to be adventure's first stop. We need to treat mundane experiences as if they were adventures. Because when you stop at a Maverick store, everything's an adventure. It's not just to fuel up on your way to adventure. We're going to make the most mundane. Taking your kid to violin lessons, we're going we're gonna to view that as an adventure. So everything became an adventure, which means the experience that a customer has needs to be when I stop at this location at a Maverick store, right. it needs to inspire adventure inside of me. Okay. Now contrast that to most convenience stores. Most convenience stores, they focus on three things, fast, friendly, clean. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they should be doing those things. But if that's all they're doing with a yellow and red canopy, you know, what are you, what are you doing to draw them there? Oh no, no, we, we have a new kind of coffee. Well, our, our chicken biscuit sandwiches are better. The problem is there's not a big enough dis- difference. So create an experience. So. so they've got to find that point of differentiation for their brand. Yes. They've got to find that unique selling position that makes them stand out in the crowd. Yep. And then use that product. catalyst to create the image, to create yes. the logos, the colors, the fonts, the textures. You know, so exactly. you, start from the, you start from the heart and then it comes out to the skin. It doesn't start on the skin level. I think Seth Godin talks about everybody's seen a field full of brown cows. Yeah. But you remember the purple cow. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Stand out from the rest, have that unique brand spark, that part of your identity that connects with the user. So 
you're coming to Impact, Indianapolis, the mm-hmm. Midwest, and mm-hmm. Impact is the largest of the regional shows. And we're drawing from all these states in Illinois, Ohio, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Indiana, Michigan, all around. And they're looking for their equivalent of that adventure or yep. The, yep. the thing that helps them stand out. How can these business owners stand out in today's market? What do you see are some practical tips that you'll share during your session? So I would, I, I, it, the book I wrote describes the steps that anybody can follow to find their brand spark or to create one. Hmm. So I'm going to talk about those, some of those steps and I'll inspire people that, because you don't have Chuck Norris, but you have your Chuck Norris. You may not have adventure. And adventure is not the important thing and neither is Chuck Norris. It's finding your thing. When I was consulting with Country Fair up in Pennsylvania, what was pretty interesting to me as an outsider, when I came in, Country Fair was just a name. There was very little meaning behind it. And that was reflected in their interior design motifs. Mm -hmm. They were doing contemporary things. They didn't have focus and clarity in the look and feel they wanted to be represented in their stores. The exterior, most of them had a barn kind of exterior, red, painted. It it looked very much like a barn. They kind of lost identity of who they were. And so when I was doing some interviews to find out like, hey, what what makes you special? Most of the people in the organization didn't know how to identify what it was that made them special. But what what I learned is that I said, I asked them, what does country fair mean to you? And he said, well, it just means our store. I go, do you know what a country fair is? I mean, have you ever been to a country fair like a fair? Like there's something about a country fair that brings community together, that is local and fresh and intimate. And and there's something about a community there. I said, if you can capture that local fresh feeling, and use that as the lens to filter all your messaging, all your architecture, all your design, everything through that, right. people will feel your country fair. And what they really needed was the lens to be polished and given focus because they came up with the tagline, local and fresh. They source things that are local and fresh and they tell people about it. I'm like, that is what a country fair is, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I'll be talking to uh, the local uh, stores about is, how to find that uniqueness in you and be bold, be risky, because risky is the new safe, by the way. Risky is the new safe, because if you're safe, you're forgotten, you're irrelevant. Um, and if you want to be irrelevant, fine, be safe, be safe. <laughs> be safe. And, and you know what, you'll just, you'll get the traffic that just happens to come in. But if you want to draw people in, create a really strong culture and develop raving fans, you need to give them something that's not safe. You need to give them something exciting. So if you don't want your brand to suck, yeah. that's why you come to this session, right? right. <laughs> and your book is, of course, available on Amazon. Yep. And you'll have it available at our show because you'll have a booth mm-hmm. there. But yep. they want to get the book in the head, read the book, mm-hmm. come in here, you speak, and talk. And oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. That would be awesome because they'll get, a, they'll get context for what they're going to be learning. And so just kind of in a few things that you would say are key takeaways for this session for anybody that's Mm -hmm. going to come and hear you speak, what can you tell them specifically they'll want to take away from your session? That a brand strategy makes life easier. It tells them what not to do in marketing and promotion and advertising as much as it tells them what to do. Because right now, marketing people, they are pulled in every direction. 
for one of the, one of the things, the second step in brand development is identifying your core customer. And it's super, super important to know the difference between sales and marketing when it comes to customer focus. Sales has no customer focus. Sales says, I will sell to anybody who is buying. Marketing says, I'm going to focus on the most profitable customer. And I'm going to attract as many of those people as I can. That's what marketing does. Because you have to pay to reach those people. Spend your money reaching the people who's going to bring most value to your customer. I mean, to your business. A sell to anybody who walks through the door. Right. Right. But you have to create an experience that is focused on that core customer. Yeah, you may have the spark. You You may not. You may have the spark and not even realize it. There's a reason why you've been in business for a long time. Yep. Yeah. Look for those things. But you you need to polish. You know, if you can discover that spark, like identify it and then polish it up and then magnify it. Now you've got something really special. Having a brand strategy just makes branding and marketing strategy tells you don't sponsor this, even though they're asking for it and they're a worthy deal. Do sponsor that. Helps you make decisions, helps you differentiate and spend your dollars wisely. Yes. On the people who are, because you've identified your core customer, you spend Mm -hmm. your money on those people. You will always get peripheral audience attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're marketing to a specific group, it, you, you can't help but get overlap, overspray in your message. But if you're, if you're targeting your most profitable customer type, then you're most likely to get the biggest return on that investment. But, but here's what happens. Executives, oh, but we have women that come in with children all the time. And we need to, to market to those guys too. Let's, let's look at the value of that customer Remember, sales, we sell to them and we're friendly and we're like, yes, we're, we're welcoming you. If you have a lot of money in marketing, you may develop a campaign that's targeted to those people. So, so it, depending on the region where you operate, there might be a very high group of white-collar workers or millennials or whatever. But in understanding who your customers are allows you to craft the bait, the look and feel, that attracts them using language, tone, imagery, product offering, content, yeah, product offering. So like, all of that is that about group? knowing your customer and creating that yep. experience that's going to draw them in. Yep, and that's part of the brand, like because uh, the brand is the look and feel of the message, right? That you're bringing in. I have a feeling you and I could talk about this for a long, <laughs> long time. I'd be like a humidifier and a dehumidifier, just feeding off of one another. <laughs> This is fascinating. I can't wait to hear you come to Impact and talk about this truly early. I think this is going to be some fantastic content for our listeners, for folks that can check out your Mm -hmm. book today Mm -hmm. and come see you in person and dialogue with you directly uh, Thursday, April 6th at 9 o'clock at Impact in Indianapolis. Mm So, Ernie, thank you so much. Uh, Really excited to hear you speak uh, in person. Very, very excited to have you coming to Impact because... When you come to Impact, you're going to not only get ignited with everything that you see at Impact, but you'll get ignited from this guy right here in the studio with us today so that you can help make your brand not suck, right? That's the whole, that's the whole first thing. It's all about igniting your brand and, and helping you grow your business. And that's, what we, that's why we hold Impact is to bring together people like Ernie with all of our attendees from around the region that are going to hear some, uh, some great thoughts. Thanks again for your time, Ernie. Um, If they want to check out some of your information, what website should they visit? 
they can visit two different places. One is uh, earnburn.com. That's the name of my company. It's E-R-N-B-U-R-N.com. And then look me up on LinkedIn. I do a bunch of social media stuff on LinkedIn. Just look up Ernie Harker and you'll find me. Yeah, I, I listened to your uh, most recent one about New Year's resolutions, which was great. Well, thanks. Uh, Thank very, you. very good. Very, very good. So, Ernie, thanks so much. Appreciate your time today. We'll look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis and joining us at Impact 2023. You've been listening to Impact Bound, a podcast for the Midwest Petroleum and Convenience Trade Show. Join us in Indianapolis April 4th through 6th and visit us online at www.impact.org. Impact details and sponsorship opportunities can be found at m-pac.org.